a basketball is one form of therapy for me, preferably in an empty gym or a deserted park. It can be flow state, pure bliss, when my shots are falling. Problem is, I'm not a talented shooter. I never was a real hooper. So plenty of days, there's zero consistency and zero flow. So last year, I posted my frustrations on Instagram, and a whole bunch of comments suggested that only at Lethal Shooter could salvage my jumper. Now, he's the most famous, most sought-after basketball skills coach on the planet. He's tutored NBA and WNBA greats and a collection of superstars from all over the entertainment world who just want to shoot better. He's made it an art form to put a 9.5-inch ball through an 18-inch rim 10 feet off the ground from 22 feet away and makes it look effortless. Lethal Shooter is... Chris Matthews, and his story will inspire and motivate you. Chris has faced obstacles and setbacks, disappointments, heartbreak. He chased his long shot dream all over the globe for years and always refused to quit. He was driven to never let down the people who believed in him. His discipline and focus are summed up by his motto, stay locked in. It was so much fun to get locked in on all kinds of topics. Chris's unique path to success, how he coaches basketball legends and celebrities, and even video analysis of my shaky jump shot. Today, I've got Chris Lethal Shooter Matthews. Well, Chris, I'm grateful for your time. Millions of people know your shooting skills. Most of them probably know your credentials as a, as a world-renowned shooting coach. I think less people probably know your story. So from being a survivor and persevering and pivoting and grinding and creating for yourself a career and a life where there was zero blueprint for that before right. you came along, what's the headline? We'll start with that and get to some other stuff. The headline of your story that you think people need to understand on an essential level. Just basically, you know, if, if you want to be successful in life, it's going to be a rough route. You know, um, you're definitely going to hit walls in life um, and don't get distracted. I feel like I am where I am in life because uh, the people that instilled in me, that just they made me understand that uh, my surroundings wasn't going to dictate my outcome. So I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, I grew up in a rough neighborhood. Um, there's a lot of things going on, but those are things that I didn't get involved with. Those are things that I didn't let distract me. Um, and I didn't allow those things to stop me because I always knew what my goal was in life, but I didn't know what I wanted. You know, I thought I was going to play basketball. I thought I was going to be a teacher. I thought it was so many things going through my mind. And once I figured out what I really wanted to do in life, you know, once it was a clear picture, I just went after it. But it wouldn't have started if I didn't have the right people around me that gave me the foundation to just understand in life. You know, you are going to fail. Just stay focused. You're going to have distraction in life, but stay focused and don't allow your community or the things around you to stop you because you, you know, you're a special one. Yeah, you call them walls. Walls can be pretty thick and pretty high and pretty impenetrable and pretty yeah. hard to break through. What was it inside of you? I know you got help and you had good mentors. What was it inside of you that helped you break through those walls when they were staring right at you? So just basically uh, a lot of my mentors that helped me, um, they weren't really um, successful in their goal, if that makes sense. So the reason why they were so good to push me and to teach me is because they let me know where they stopped. They let me know where they failed. They let me know um, how they made mistakes. So that's why I was able to skip a few steps to not make mistakes in life. So when I did hit a wall and I did um, wanna quit, um, I, I, you know, I think about Coach Nutt, I'll think about my dad, I'll think about Simeon, different coaches that instilled the toughness in me um, because they were honest with me, you know, especially my, my dad that raised me, like, you know, I, I would have been this if I'd have kept up with this. So I would have been that if I wouldn't allow this, you know, stay away from drugs, stay away from alcohol. So I feel like those type of things definitely still to this day uh, with me being the age I am with my family, I still instill that, you know, with myself and my, and my kids. So you were a pretty damn good shooter early, thus the name lethal, right? That's not a marketing thing. That's not about branding. That's <laughs> a name you got really young from someone who's really yeah. important in your life. Yeah. Yeah, so when I was younger, my dad used to call me Lethal, but it wasn't Lethal Shooter. Uh, and I, when I was coming up with this Instagram name, I was just confused. I didn't know what type of name I wanted to use. You know, back then, probably when you were probably coming up with a name, I was confused. So I said, why don't I just come up with Lethal Shooter? Um, because my dad used to always call me Lethal. Uh, and it's just an honor 
to have that name. He's he's called me that since like middle school. And, and I definitely don't take it uh, lightly because when my dad used to come to my games, I was always trying to, you know, just make him happy. Uh, and I felt I felt that the best games I always played is when he was there because I was able to look at him and I was able to get that like connection with my dad to know like I'm doing this for you and I'm doing this for us. And I appreciate you for always believing in me. So, you know, everything I do to this day, shooting videos, training clients, anything that has to do with basketball, I'm thinking about my dad because, you know, I go back to all the way to like St. Gabriel's when my dad was with me in elementary school helping me with basketball. St. Bonaventure was your second college. You shot lights out. But I'm told like you were always a born coach, whether it was in high school, on college, you would look at other guys' shots. You would always, besides developing yourself, had that kind of innate ability to sort of help other people out and they, they sought you out because I've heard coaching be called a calling you know and, and you you kind of always seem to have that calling yeah absolutely but I you know I really didn't recognize until like you know when you get older you know um the person that really brought it to my ten- attention rest in peace was coach John Thompson uh one time we were at Georgetown working out with the players and a few guys were making mistakes on my team, but I was just telling them how to fix a jump shot because I wanted to win the pickup games. You know what I mean? So I'm like, hey, you know, do this, do that. When you shoot, do this, do this, do that. And that's when he <laughs> he pulled me to the side and said, hey, I, I, I want you to help one of our guys with the art of shooting. And if you ever want to come here to help to be on staff, you can be on staff. And Georgetown is one of the first places that actually gave me an opportunity if I wanted to be a coach. And, and then when I started realizing in my life playing in France, playing in high school, playing at AU, I was always that guy that was trying to help my teammates, not because I wanted to be a coach. You know what I mean? I was just trying to help them because they were on my team. So now that I'm able to help professional athletes, you know, help celebrities and and just to help people in general with the art of shooting, it just comes natural because I love basketball and I love helping others uh, learn new things. Use that phrase, art of shooting, not science, not anything else, art. How do you define the art of shooting a ball? Yeah, I define it as the art because it's something that I take very seriously. You know, my clients can tell you, of course, the stuff I post on Instagram, I'm just having a good time when I'm posting celebrities and stuff. But when I train my real clients like Sabonis and Anthony Davis and Grayson Island, Bobby Portis, et cetera, the list goes on. I take it very serious because it is an art. It's something that starts from your toes all the way to your brain. You know, if you can't be an elite shooter like Steph Curry or Klay Thompson or Kevin Durant, if every single a piece of your body doesn't understand what to do when you shoot the basketball. You know, it's just like somebody that's a good at pitching or Tiger Woods that's good in golf. Like he can literally control everything when he's when he's hitting that ball. And that's why it's an art because one slight move, one slight blink that's wrong. If you don't breathe the right way, you can miss. And that's why the best of the best. And um, they, they, they're able to control everything from top to bottom. And, and that's why I feel like it's an art because it's just like a, a piece of artwork. You know, when somebody paint something it starts from from top to bottom they don't just just put anything on the canvas you work with kids you mold jump shots from scratch you work with beginners you work with celebrities who aren't elite but you also work with the elite shooters in the world and offer ideas and tweak shots that are already good so which part of that is more satisfying to you I would say all of it. You know, I would say the most is the kids um, when, when I post doing stuff for the community because, you know, it's nothing like putting a smile on somebody's face. And I say, you know, growing up where I was growing up, I was blessed to have mentors to be there for me. But a lot of my friends that I grew up with, a lot of people that I know in the communities that I grew up with, they didn't have mentors to help them with basketball. So that's why I'm always trying to take the time to help youth with the art of shooting. And most importantly, just to put a smile on their face. So, you know, it's fun. You know, seeing people's numbers go up, you know, that's a blessing, you know, uh, training people in the next year. Like Grant Williams, like I uh, had Grant Williams last season and he finished like top five in the NBA. You know, that's a blessing. That's fun. But I feel like helping the youth is, is what it's all about and giving back to the community. Yeah, we'll talk more about that because I think you do a tremendous job of using your fame and your platform and the fact that you're looked up to by so many kids to, to give messages that go way beyond basketball. I, I definitely want to hear about that. When you watch a dude shoot a ball, how long does it take to say this, this, and this got to be better? This needs to be fixed. I'm talking about people who are already accomplished shooters and maybe aren't that used to feedback, aren't that used to being told, hey, you got to fix this because they're already making a lot of money and they're already making shots. Yeah, you know, when, when it comes to those type of players, you know, you have to understand where they come from. You know, if I was training you and then right <laughs> after you, I had to train uh, Grayson Island 
you guys are two different people. And that's what, that's what we have to do as trainers. <laughs> what? You think we're different? <laughs> Shooting the <laughs> no, ball? No, you I'm could, saying like every, you know? every, every single person with my training, I'm, I don't teach everybody the same way. So the one thing I do a good job of is once I see somebody do something, I'll, I'll say, hey, you know, hey, Chris, um, when you shoot the basketball, you love to jump left, which you do love to do. You know, so the one thing I want you to do, be more cognitive of, Chris, when you instead of jumping left, I want you to do this or I want you to do that. Then when I see your your learning uh, capacity, what I do is if you're a really high volume learner, I'll attack your mental really, really fast with with multiple things. If I feel like I have to be tactful in my teaching, I'll give you little small pieces so, so your brain can consume all this because the reason um, why people muscle memories can change even at an early age is not somebody can't do something. It's the way that somebody teaches them so their brain can understand how to do something repetitively. And that's why you're really good at what you do, because when the camera cuts on, you know, OK, this is this is that, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of people, if they wasn't taught something the right way, they can be sloppy in certain areas. And that's where I come into play. As soon as I see somebody shoot, as soon as I see their learning capacity, as soon as I see their ability to consume what I'm saying, I know how to strategically attack their mental. So as soon as they wake up in the morning, they, I'm, they're, they're waking up to my voice. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> I would assume if they come to you, that's funny. Uh, they come to you, that there's a need. They yeah. respect you. They know your reputation. But it doesn't mean that they're going to take to tweaks and changes in what they've done for a long time. So there's got to be a push-pull with these guys who are so accomplished, who, who you know, I hear you, but I'm not sure I buy it. And I got I to yeah. work through it myself and see results. Yeah, I love that because, you know, NBA players and professionals, they are very arrogant at sometimes. <laughs> and I, I'll give you a good example. Um, uh, after the Lakers season, me and Danny Green started. He's one of the best shooters of all time. And he, he hired me to help him with the corner three. And I said, hey, man, th these are the things I want to change with the corner three. And he was like, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. So I said, let's do this. You shoot 20 your way, and then we'll shoot 20 with my way. And then he did his way, then my way. Then he was like, all right, I'll stick to your way. So it's more when I train certain guys and I, and I feel that tension. A good, another good example was Buddy Hield as well. When I had him uh, two, two, a year ago as well, we were in the gym. And he was like, I don't like this. I don't like that. And I said, okay. You shoot 25 like this, and we shoot 25 my way. And the good thing about results, you allow somebody to sometimes revert to what they like. And then you say, you know what? Do it my way, and let's see what, what results are higher. And then once they see that your uh, results are better, you know, some, th these guys and women are fools. They're going to always go with it. But the one thing, the reason why they're the best is because they have that arrogant attitude, because they're they're really tough on themselves. And sometimes when you have clients who have that type of mental, I love it because we're, we're, we're stimulating each other. I don't, I don't just want a client when I'm telling them something, they're not asking questions. They're not feeding and picking my head. You know, a good example is Grayson Island. I trained Grayson Island uh, last week for about five days. Every time I train him, he's picking my head. So why'd you tell me how to do this? What, what is that for? And I'll say, hey, this is for that. This is for this. This is for that. Oh, dang, I didn't know. And that's the type of people that I'm stimulated by. And that's why I don't train a lot of people because a lot of people can't take that type of teaching. Any great teacher or coach demands that. Pay attention, give yep. me feedback. Do not be like a spectator in your own education, exactly. right? Be a participant in it and then you yep. can, but you're talking about some guys who are very high level. You guys are speaking a language in terms of shooting mechanics that not that many people are familiar with, but I think that's that's cool. And I've, I've heard you say that as a coach who's not affiliated with one team, you know, you're not going to mm -hmm. get a team championship ring. But when you work with uh -huh. the guy and you've helped him improve his shot and you see him collecting a ring or collecting a nine-figure contract, mm -hmm. and you know you played a role in that, what are the feelings? Man, it's a, it's, it's, it's a huge blessing. You know, and a good example is uh, I, I, I wasn't able to train him as much this season because I was with Sabonis so long. But – Two years ago, I started with Catavius Caldwell-Pope, and I was with him last year. And they won the ring two years ago in the bubble. And it felt like I won the ring. You know what I mean? Because I understood how much work he put in. He almost broke Kobe's three-point record, playoff record. But people don't understand how much work he put in. And when he signed, uh, he just uh, re-signed. And it, it, it feels good. Of course, like you're saying, I, I'm not rich. I'm not getting uh, $75 million or $50 million, but to help other people feed their families and to get generational wealth and to 
help somebody reach their full potential, it feels like $50 million. You know what I mean? And another good example was, is Bobby Portis. Two years ago, he hired me. Uh, the first year, he, he shot 47% from three. He was like top three in the NBA. They won it uh, the year that I started with, with Bobby. You know what I mean? And, and when Bobby won that ring, seriously, I, I really mean this. I felt like I won a ring. I don't need to be there. I don't need to touch the ring. I don't need to go to the parties after your, your team goes out because I'm not here for that. I'm here to just be your coach. But like you're saying, that's the whole part of being a coach. It's about helping others succeed and push them to a level that they didn't know they can reach. So it's priceless. I love that, man. It's it's the process. It's not the spoils that you're in it for. It's not the glamour mm -hmm. and the accolades necessarily. You know, and the person you've helped knows in a, in a quiet mm -hmm. way what you did for them. And, and that I respect that. All of this stuff is a long way from where you were. I want to backtrack now and get your journey You know, from St. Bonaventure. Mm -hmm. um, you weren't going to make the league, and that couldn't have been an easy message. I don't know what you figured your chances were, but you mm -hmm. didn't give up on basketball, and you pursued it around the world. It's one of the craziest paths I've ever heard of in terms of the different mm -hmm. places that you played around the – run down the places that, that, uh, that basketball took you. Man, I played in Russia, I played in China, I played in Iceland, I played in Switzerland, I played in Mexico. I mean, I played everywhere, but like you're saying, 9.9 .9 out of 10, I played in Bolivia, I played in Peru, I played in Brazil. <laughs> but every single place, I have a story that is an injury or something that happened that I thought didn't happen. And I feel like all of those moments are the reason why I'm the coach I am today. You know what I mean? Those those failures, those injuries, those uh, not doing well helped me become the coach I am today. And that's why I feel like I'm so good because I could watch a client shoot, bro, right? And if I haven't seen him in like three weeks, I can tell you if he formed a shoot, if he's been working out or not. Because I know what I used to do. I know what I didn't used to do. I know how somebody's concentration is supposed to be. And I feel like my path in life has helped me become the coach I am today. And that's why I'm always real big on telling people don't be afraid of your path. You know, I, like you say on my page, I'm always letting people know everybody's path in life is helping them to get to their to their main goal, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So, like, all those places have definitely molded me, especially St. Bonaventure, man. Like, when I first got to St. Bonaventure from Washington State, I was like, okay, this is a small town. Like, I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do at this college because I came from big-time Pac-10, you know what I mean? I got to that school, man. They were pushing me so hard mentally. They were pushing me so hard in the weight room with Coach Fisk. Coach Schmidt was in my, like, he was just pushing me so uncomfortable. And I was just like, man, like, this is this is what I need to do to take it to the next level. And that's why my senior year, I was top five uh, in the nation in threes made. And I was number one in Atlantic 10 in threes made and number one in shooting percentage. But it wasn't because of me. It was because my coaches were just so hard on me. And it's crazy. I still use those philosophies from like Coach Schmidt and Coach Moore and, and all those guys on my players today. Because I know when somebody's putting in the work and when somebody's not putting the work. And I'll be, I don't care if you're making 100 M's. If I get in the gym with you and you're half-assing me, I'm going to let you know. Yeah, you use the word uncomfortable, which is a word that a lot of people are not comfortable with. And that's a shame because you can't grow unless you get uncomfortable. And I think it's beautiful yeah. you were pushed that way in college and, and took that lesson. All those stops, Chris, along the way can be glamorized. But you talked about sort of like obstacles and lessons every time. So... You know, yeah, you're meeting players from all over the world, getting exposed to a lot of different types of basketball. You're growing as a person away from the court, but it's also got to be lonely. I mean, you're over there, and whether it's an injury in Peru or something in China, I mean, you, all of these things are had to be a number of low points where you thought, man, I don't know. I don't know where this is going. I don't know if it's going anywhere. Yeah, but, but that's what life's all about. You know, when you're in that lonely state, I think I did a good job of always having a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. It's kind of weird to me when people say, oh, don't have a plan B because that means you're uh, already determining failure on plan A. No, in life, of course, go after plan A, but always have other options as well. You know what I mean? And, and, and the most successful people, they don't just do one thing. If you look at people like um, anybody, LeBron James. LeBron James is a basketball player, but he's doing film. He's doing schools. He's doing stuff in the community. Like, but that's what life's all about. And all those low moments, like you're saying, in China, in Bolivia, 
Uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I wanted to quit, but I realized this isn't for me. Like, like I said before, this is for all the mentors that sacrificed for me, all the coaches, my parents that, uh, you know, sacrifice, you know, certain stuff that they wanted so I can have it. You know, I was the first person in my family to get a college degree. So it was like, I, I'll be letting down so many people, including myself, if, 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 if I, if I stop. So if anybody's watching this and, and you are lonely and, you, and, you're, and you're ready to give up, not saying keep going and you get too old and you can't go after that craft, but always have a plan B, always have a plan C and continue to grow. But giving up is definitely never an option. In between truck going around the world and, and persevering and trying to, to make your way and then the career you have now, I know there were some more tough times too. You had to, had a collapse long you had to deal with. I mean, money was really scarce. I don't know if you knew where, where next month's money was going to come from. What, what got you through that? And what, when you reflect back on that, do you see it as the depths or do you just see it as another growing experience? Yeah, just another growing experience. It was called polydary edema. So like, um, it's just my lungs collapsed. I couldn't move my legs for like a month. I couldn't do a number two by myself for like three weeks. I was just, my whole body shut down. But the one thing, like I was saying before, like, it's crazy. Like, I still wasn't going to give up. You know what I mean? And But. You're saying that stuff like that's a matter of fact. You just listed off some stuff that people would freak yeah. people out. You, you, you couldn't move yeah. your legs for a month. You needed help yeah, going yeah. to the bathroom. I, I was, that's not just routine adversity, Chris. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for sure. But I think my the people that molded me. And my mental for my goal, it would have took a little bit more for me to like just shut all the way down. Was I hurt? Absolutely, brother. Because I felt like every time I was getting to that breach of my game, something would happen. Like I remember when I played in the G League, right? The D League at the time. And my coaches told me, hey, man, you know, don't leave. Don't go to Mexico because Blake Ahern is going to get a call up. And I was just, I'm like, no, I'm leaving. I'm going to, I'm going to Mexico play because I need the money. Soon as I go to Mexico, Blake Ahern gets the call up. But that was a lesson that I learned. You got to be patient when you want greatness, if that makes sense. So I literally used every situation of my life for the next step. When, when I used to get hurt, I didn't think of like, oh, man, no. I'm like, you know what? I fractured my ankle or I, I sprained my knee or something. Now I got to go harder. Now I got to stay focused. I mean, how bad I want greatness, God will have to take me if that makes sense. So it's not too much. I, I'm, I have it on film too. I got poked in the eye in NBL Canada. I couldn't play for two months. I was blind for a week and a half. I, didn't, I, I was messed up, bro. Like it was like the worst pounding headache in my, in my head. But I was like, bro, if I got to shoot one eye, it is with it. Like that's how determined I was to continue to go. You got people listening to this right you know now I mean? thinking, yeah, I mean, you, people are listening right now thinking, I think I've got some resolve. I, I'm resilient, but I don't know, describing what you're describing, I don't know how I would do in that situation. I mean, I, everybody, I guess you don't know your own strength until you're forced to sort of find it amidst all exactly. that stuff. No, so you, absolutely. And, and the good thing about that, Chris, all of us has that in, all of us have that in us, but it's just you you not not somebody else somebody can mentor you somebody can help you but as you continue to take that step in the right direction as you being consistent in your craft as you going to sleep on time as you waking up early and as you understanding that nobody can stop you but yourself so like you know all of us have greatness in this is, is everybody gonna be famous everybody gonna have the big house in hidden hills no but if you know you gave it all, you're all Chris, and 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 even if you don't get to the top of the mountain, you know you gave it your all. You'll sleep better at night. Powerful man. Hey, so you begin to work with coaches, uh, work with players as a coach. You you get being this famous clients. Is Dwight Howard a guy that sort of like comes to mind? And and he's he's kind of listed as one of your first you know big time clients. Where you got a taste of what it might be like to 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 coach shooting at that level. Yeah, at the time, um, what happened was I was with Kevin Serafin in Paris for uh, for the summer, and Dwight hit me up and said, "Hey, man, I need you to help me with my free throws." And then um, when he when I was helping with his free throws, he started breaking so many records that year. You get what I mean? He was he was breaking so many records, but. At the time, I wasn't looking at it as like, oh, man, I'm with Dwight Howard. I was just looking at it, bro. I'm hungry. 
I, like I'm not like you get where I'm coming from. I'm trying to I'm trying to be successful if that makes sense. So when I was with Dwight, I wasn't really looking at it as like, oh my gosh, I'm with Dwight Howard. But it started hitting me like we went to Vegas. We were he's the I went to China with him on the peak tour. Then I saw like all this, you know, how everybody was with him. I'm like, man, it's of course I know I played in the same class as Dwight, but I played against him at AAU, but I never had a big time client. Then it started hitting me like, man, like wow, like I'm training Dwight Howard. And that's when I started like realizing like, all right, now I got to take it to the next level. I got to take it to the next level. Then I start helping other teams and then, you know, God is good. Now look at me now. You know what I mean? So it's just, you know, it's just, I, I, it's hard to explain. It's just, it's, it's a blessing. Man. Yeah. You never know from day to day, I guess, who's going to, who's going to cross your path, know who you are whether it's a celebrity, whether it's what Martin Lawrence, I mean, different guys who have meant something to you have come to you and said, Hey, I'm not in the league, but I want to shoot better. Can you help me? That, I know you take it deadly serious, but that's gotta be fun too. Man. It's, it's so fun. You know what I mean? Of course, when I'm training, I'm, I'm kind of serious, but when, when all that's said and done, I'm having great conversations with them. I'm laughing. Like you're saying, I was blessed to train Martin about a month ago, uh, two weeks ago, I trained Mark Cuban. I'm able to train people like Drake and um, I'm about to do something with P Diddy next week. So it's just like, I never thought, you know, being, I, I've always knew because the way my dad, you know, speak life into me when I was younger, but I never threw it. I never knew it to get this big and for it to continue to go where it's going right now. I'm very humble. And um, it's just a blessing that people of that stature, even people like you want me just, just, just talk to me. You know what I mean? So I definitely don't take this lightly. So just to have those type of people reach out to say, Hey man, like I've been watching you, bro. Like, like, let's, let's get some shots up. And I'm like, all right. Sounds good to me, man. Let's, let's, let's get some shots up. So how was the coach of Mark true. Cuban? I hear he is owning a team with the you know, elite players. I mean, yeah. Is he a hooper? Can he man, shoot? Was it hard man, work or was it just fine? tuning? Mark, uh, Mark Cuban's a little crazy. So we, uh, we we were supposed to train for 45 minutes, but he's so locked in and he's so hungry to be great. We trained for like two hours and 50 minutes. And I, I, I kind of knew he was a little crazy when he started doing stuff that I do. So like he would miss a shot and he'll have certain emotion. I was like, this guy has the tick that I have, or I have the tick that he has because he's older than me. And that's when I started really getting into it, training them. I said, I, I love training people like this. So I started pushing them and pushing his mental. And I was like, all right, Mark, take a water break. And, and Mark was like, I don't want no water, man. You, uh, we, we got we to work. I'm like, dang, it's 11 o'clock at night. But then I started realizing <laughs> this is why people like like Mark Cuban are the best. This is why he, he has the drive he has. Because if he's going to learn something, he's not going to half-ass it. And I would say training him was probably one of the best moments of my life because I'm a huge fan of what Mark stands for. And most importantly, to have somebody like him to just want to be around me and shoot a basketball, brother. It's just, I never thought my life would be be where it is right now. So definitely shout out to Mark Cuban. He texted me the next day at like six in the morning. It was like, man, I can't stop thinking about uh, the, the, what you told me what to do with my feet. And I said, hey, man, that's how the type of, that's the type of teaching I had to give you because you were, he was forcing me to teach him like he was Luca. So I was like, all right, man, I, I'm coming at you. You got to be ready. And he was... He was taking it in, and he didn't quit, man. He's a he's a hard nosed guy, man. I I love his vibes. Yeah, I I've crossed paths a little bit. That does not surprise me your story because that's why he is where he is because he brings yeah. that kind of energy and intensity to probably yeah. everything that he does. What about the other actors and rappers? Are they are they all universally like driven that way, or some of them just want to have a good time and you get you got to like play off of that and and not no, try to absolutely. coach them that so, hard? Like, uh, I'll say nine out of 10 are always what, what Mark is on. I'll say a person that's a little, a little crazy as well as uh, I trained flea from red hot chili peppers. And when I, <laughs> when I train him, I, I have to train him like he's Bobby Porter. So I got to train him like he's a bonus because he's looking to get pushed to the basket and he's looking to not like he, he wants that stimulation. And when we first started training and he would do that, I was like, is this guy really serious? Then I realized this is why he's the best at what he does as well. And then I started realizing, like, to train these type of people, it's a blessing. You know what I mean? They're not NBA players. They're not WNBA players. But I still have to come at them like an NBA player or a WNBA player because they are successful in their field, if that makes sense. So when I, when I, when I train Flea, he's just so hungry to learn. He's just so hungry to get better. And he, he's so energetic, brother. Like, there's no way getting him tired. So I try to make him sprint. 
I try to make him do stuff. He still just he wants to keep going, man. So definitely shout out to my guy Flea as well. Him and and Drake, man. Drake. Um, about three weeks ago, Drake was in L.A. before Mark Cuban trained, and we went over some stuff. And then the next day, I think he flew to New York and shot the pill out of the ball. But those type of guys, man, it's just it's it's a blessing to help them. I'm a Chili Peppers fan. Anyone that's seen one of their shows know that Flea has got a lot of energy. I, th- those are great stories. Yeah. I appreciate that. Well, when you get people like Mark Cuban and, and other players as well, I know the invitations that come along, Chris, to, hey, come join our team. Be exclusive to mm-hmm. us. You know, Be a part of our organization. And you've resisted that. You haven't taken what some would say is kind of an obvious path. Yeah. You know, when I first started, I'm not going to lie, you know, Stan, Chris, like, I really wanted to be a shooting coach on a team. Like I was hungry. Like I, you know, I would have been shooting coach. Then I started realizing, like I didn't know all this was going to come with what I was doing with my business. Like you know, I'm doing speaking appearances. I'm, I'm I just came back from Egypt, uh, Chris, uh, two weeks ago. I'm, I'm, I'm doing something uh, for speaking at Harvard. And then j- just two days ago, Chris, I was at uh, Howard University uh, helping them do something. So it's just like. You know, I never knew that God was going to have this big plan for my life. And if I was to take a job, I wouldn't I feel like I wouldn't be doing my due diligence on earth to to reach as many people as I can reach if I was just on a staff. So definitely shout out to all the teams that have offered me to be on their teams in college and um, in the NBA and WNBA uh, to be a part of staffs. But, you know, just just doing what I'm doing right now. And I, I think I think it's God's plan. I do think. Once my uh, foundation is set with everything I'm doing uh, with, with my business and stuff, I, I, I think I really want to be on the staff because I want, like you're saying, I want to I want to win a championship ring. Well, that's you're going to have all kinds of options. I mean, basketball obviously is global, but yeah. even more global than basketball is shooting a basketball because you don't have to be yeah. part of an organized team. You don't have to have yeah. a full you know people with the ball and a rim at all corners yeah. of the globe. And and, it, yeah. and it's cool. I know you were just in the in Egypt shooting sh- jumpers like right by the base of the pyramids, which I don't think had been done before, yeah. which is cool. So, yeah, there's a whole wide world of opportunities out there that I'm sure you're just scratching the surface of. Yeah, not for sure, man. It's definitely definitely all God's plan. And, you know, when when, uh, you know, when Red Bull came to me with being the first person ever to shoot in front of pyramids, I, I didn't think it was real. You know, what I mean, so when we pulled up. Uh, it was about, you know, three weeks ago, we pulled up at four in the morning. It was dark and I saw the pyramids, bro. It like took my heart. I was like, whoa, this is, this is crazy, man. So, you know, just to, just to have companies, just to have people want me to be a part of moments like that, brother, it's just a testament that like, you know, everybody's not going to make it to the NBA. Everybody's not going to make it on ESPN. Everybody's not going to make it to the WNBA. But if you stay creative, if you stay diligent in your craft, you know, those spaces will make room for you, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not in the NBA, but the, I'm still involved with doing stuff in the NBA. Like, so whoever is watching this, you know, if, if, if you want to become a lawyer and it didn't work, stay diligent in your craft. You know, you can still find yourself doing something in that field and still become successful. You're not in the NBA, but you're in NBA 2K, which is uh, yeah. al- almost as cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, nah, it's a blessing, man. It's hey. I don't know when this comes out. I don't know if I could talk the way I want to talk, but, you know, definitely everybody stay tuned, man. In, in, in about three weeks, we got a huge announcement, man. It's just these type of things, like I said before, Chris, man, I never have, I never, I never, but my dad knew, like, you know, my dad passed like 12 years ago and, and he will always tell me, you know, what he thought I was going to be in life. And, you know, if you're dad, yeah, I hear you dad, yeah, whatever. But now it's just like, you know, him just speaking that into my life, now and I see why he was so hard on me and why he was making sure I was doing my homework and why certain times I couldn't go outside and different things I couldn't do at a young age. But he was doing that so I could understand what it takes to be a man. I know what that's like. I lost my dad um, when I was a kid. You don't have that relationship with him as an adult. He doesn't get to see what you go and do, but you feel a presence and it still drives you in those words and the example that he set. I think that's uh, that's powerful. Shooting a basketball is obviously part of the game. You must have heard this, Chris. You're mm-hmm. teaching people to shoot, 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 but that's not the complete game. And mm-hmm. you kids can't believe that just shooting a ball is going to be a ticket to success. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people see my page and say, oh, you know, you're just teaching threes. But people don't understand 
that's just the glamour of Instagram. You know what I mean? When I like a good example is me and Grayson just did a post yesterday. Grayson Allen's pulling like one step across half court. But that was like a dessert for Grayson. You know what I mean? You know, take this dessert because I just made you make 400 mid-range jump shots. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you know, people think the art of shooting is just shooting so far. But what people don't understand about my teaching and my philosophy, I don't even allow my clients to shoot far. You know what I mean? And it's just like in life, how can you do certain things and start far? You have to start close. And, and if you want to train with me and, and get out to the three-point line, you got to show me that the philosophies that I'm giving you and the mental that I'm expecting from you, that you deserve to go to the three-point line. And I feel like, you know, God is good that I was taught a certain way and I was able to shoot in a certain way. So I know what I'm looking for and I can be, I can be very meticulous on um, just the type of concentration that I'm looking for. Then I can say, you know what, Chris, or you know what, Sabonis, now you can step out to the three-point line. So, like, you know, when people might see my training, it, it was crazy because, like, people might see me train somebody, but, oh, that person's not really shooting the three good. Yeah, because the, the team didn't hire me to be there, uh, uh, to hire me to have them shoot threes. The team hired me for mid-range jump shots. So it's certain things that people don't understand, but they 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 just see on Instagram and think when it comes to somebody hires me, I'm turning them into Clay Thompson. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so, no, you you were a good sport to look at a couple of videos I sent you because I thought we could have a stunt. You know, I I I, I gave you a, a an at on Instagram when I was really struggling because I was I was shooting outdoors. I, I'm yeah. I, I, I'm not a I'm not a has been. I'm a never was when it came to. I yeah. never played competitive. My career pretty much ended when I shredded my knee playing intramural basketball in college, and you know, four yeah. knee surgeries later, um, you know, I'm I'm working to touch the rim. But you took a look at a video. I didn't send you videos where I'm breaking shots. I mean, it's heavily edited. Yeah. But uh, if you were to get something like that, total mm -hmm. amateur, what, what would the critique be? Well, the good thing about your shot, you're not a bad shooter. You know, um, I, I would say uh, I could tell you, you you could be a little bit more calm. Um, I don't know if you had head. Did you have headsets in? Ear, had earbuds, earbuds in, yeah, earbuds in. Yeah, de definitely, definitely don't shoot with ear earbuds in because you you want to you want to hear the sounds of the ground. You want to. Uh, feel the uh, air you want to be able to breathe and and feel the game you, you're not going to go on the golf course Chris and put air bots and, and try to hit a hole in one you know what I'm saying um I would say uh I love your uh your your follow-through your follow-through is beautiful your guide hand I think <laughs> wait, 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 hold on I, I think there there was something wrong with the reception there I, I I'm not sure <laughs> you, you, repeat repeat that Chris <laughs> nah your 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 follow, your follow-through is beautiful but <laughs> There's when I when I when I get to New York or something, I gotta come see. You. There's things that we're gonna change with your guy hand, that's and um your footwork and the way you jump. We're gonna change that to make the shot fluent because you're not far off, brother. I say out of a ten, you oh, know. Come on. Um, I'm not saying this because I'm on your podcast. No, seriously, I, I'm I'm not trying to say you're Steph Curry. I'm not trying to say you can make a hundred threes in a row. But if I'm going off form, somebody who hasn't been taught the right way out of a ten, I'll give you a six, bro. I'll take a six. I was I'll like a, give you a six. I was a two at the start of the summer. I went into the gym and at yeah. at sixty, shot an hour a day. And I, it yeah. was, I by, by the way, in the earbuds is is like Zen meditation. I'm not listening to music. Sometimes just to block oh, out perfect, the screaming kids perfect. in the gym. Yeah, do that. Do that. Do I that. don't know, but it it, it helps me focus because it's just like different like tones and chanting and stuff. <laughs> I'm not yeah. listening to my, my, my heavy metal workout playlist when I'm trying to shoot a basketball. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I'll take it. You know, I, I listen, I got no kind of game, uh, but I, I do like the meditative experience of yeah. just being in a gym, hopefully with kind yeah. of chill and just shooting a ball. I'm sure, mm. I'm sure a lot of your people you work with can relate to that. It, it's, it can be mm. a happy place, even if you're no kind of hooper and a, you know, you're not even consistent, but it's just the act of doing it, I find therapeutic. So thank Man, you for your generous coaching. It's definitely stimulating, brother. And like you were saying about the celebrities, right? So, like, let's do future. The times that I train future is because, you know, sometimes they might be in a studio too long and the basketball court is, the, like you say, it's therapeutic and it's relaxing to the mind. So, that you know, everybody that's watching this, if, you know, some people like to go swimming and some people like to uh, go for walks, you know, like you're saying, go to the local park and get some jump shots up 
Um, and it, and it, it it'll definitely relax you. And the good thing about it, like, you know, Chris, your blood's flowing. You get what I mean? And, and, and your body's moving and, and your limbs are moving. So that that's good. Because when I was watching those three videos you sent me, I could tell you're you're in a place that you you're not going to get distracted. I could tell how you were shooting. It's just you, the rim. I think one of the videos you sent me was people behind you shooting on the other side. You, you don't even care about them. But that just shows how focused you are to use this time to uh, just take your mental to the next level. So that was a, those are some good videos. I like them. Well, I, 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 you're being really nice. You're being over. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, no, I could do talking. one. I could if, focus. If I, if I didn't know you, I, w- I would tell you. Because focusing is what I got to do for my job. So I, focus on, on a thing isn't the issue. It just it just lack of athleticism and mechanics. But like I said, yeah, you're, you're, you're very, very generous. When, yeah. when you when you watch a game, do you watch just basketball like other people? Are you always watching like shooting form? Like the NBA is just getting started here. Are you going to be tuning into games to see what guys have been doing in the summer? Is that is that the way that you view a game through that lens? Man, absolutely, and it sucks. You know, man, I can't even watch the game. <laughs> you can't just it, enjoy it. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't even just watch the game, hang out with the homies. Like I'm like because the one thing I understood understand, I like to let's let's say let's say Chris, you play for the Nets, right? When, if you was to hit me and say, hey, man, I need your help, I want to instantly say, you know what? I already know what you was doing wrong. You was. And that's what I do to everybody. So if you ask anybody that trained with me before, as soon as I get with them, um, I'll tell them every spot where some or this spot and that spot. And they're like, oh, damn, that, that is happening. Yeah, I know. I've, I've been watching you. I've been taking notes. You know, I have a little notepad. And stuff like that. I've been told you got a you got a catalog of everybody in the league. Like you know, yeah. guys that have never called. You've never. You still know, like the ins and outs of their shot. Yeah, because That's well, I have a little. No, it's a red notepad. Um, I wouldn't say every single person, but definitely the top tier and the people that we say can't shoot. I know. I, I have exactly what what needs to be done to fix those jump shots. Because the one thing I understand too, and you understand, I can't get a phone call from somebody saying, hey, we need you to help with the art of shooting. What is this person doing wrong? And I'm not prepared. Mm. I'm always prepared. You know, and, and a good example, like I said, I, I'll use um, Grant Williams. When Grant Williams called me and said, bro, what, what you see out there? I said, and then he was like, that is wrong. So I said, look, spend the summer with me, brother. And when he spent the summer with me, you know, the result, the results have shown. And it's just like, you know, I'm one of those guys, like, you know, I don't I don't want something to happen and then I and then I go after I want to I want to be prepared for the moment and that's that's just the way I was molded so you know just like tonight it's gonna like you know when when the the, the Celtics are playing I'm gonna be taking notes not just on people that I've helped but I'll be taking notes on everybody because I I'm just I don't know how you are when you watch other people uh do tv shows or something <laughs> like that but I know you notice everything you get what I'm saying? Oh, I, absolutely. I mean, no one wants to watch a game with another announcer. And I, I, with your buddies, you must be a pain in the ass to watch an NBA game oh, with because they, oh, they the want to just watch bro. the game. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> Let me ask you this, because whatever the sport is, you got guys who are really successful and productive, but don't have perfect form. Not every quarterback throws the ball the same right. way. Mahomes doesn't have classic form. I covered right. tennis. Even legends of the game don't hit shots perfectly. Do you see guys in the NBA who – make shots but they don't look good doing it and the form's not good and can you live with that i absolutely can you know if you have a high shooting percentage and you can go left with the defender on you go right step back left step back right side step left side step right pull up and transition make a mid-range jump shot run full speed to a spot and pull up and you don't have an ideal form keep it but if you have a if you don't have the ideal form and, and you can't do those things, you have to change your jump shot. We're living in an era where people are delusional um, to, to, to bad things. If you have a bad habit and it's not working, change it. If you have a bad habit, uh, and when I say habit, I mean like not the ideal Clay Thompson form. So let's say that, not a bad, but if you don't have if you have a bad habit and it's and it's not working, you have to change it. You know what I mean? You can't say, uh, Chris, I'm a bad announcer. Because uh, what, what, what do we give people excuses for shooting? We say, um, oh, it's, it's, it's mental. I can't say I'm a bad announcer because I'm having a mental block. That means I'm not a good announcer, right? So that means I have to figure out how to fix those things. So I feel like with anybody out there that's doing anything in life, you know what I mean? If you feel like you can't do something because of your mental, you got to start stimulating yourself in that craft so when your moment comes, you can attack it, if that makes sense. Like you, I don't know if you do it, but like, like I, I hosted something for Netflix for Adam Sandler and LeBron and them about two months back, bro. I stood in front of the uh, mirror 
and was like, what's going on, LeBron? How does it, I, I literally did all the questions that Netflix sent me looking in the mirror. And then when, when I went to the red carpet, bro, it was like, my swag was crazy, but it, it took so much practice. And I think a lot of people have to understand if you really want something, it just takes a lot of practice. And it's not just mental, it's you being diligent and consistent on your craft, because if you're consistent, your mental is going to be high because you're confident. Why am I not surprised you stood in the mirror and rehearsed your part with LeBron hey, just to be you, ready man. for that? Because I don't think that you would occur to. to a lot of people, but I mean, that, that's, yeah. why, that's why you're where you are. That's cool. Yeah. You know, the question will come up. I'm sure you get it. Like, who do you rank as, maybe not on percentage, but who's got the sweetest shot? Who's got the best current shots in the NBA? Are you allowed to say that? Yeah, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the best shooter of all time, you know, um, you know, I gotta give it to myself, man. I put a lot of work. Say now, get up, kid. But um, I, all jokes aside, I, I think Steph Curry has just. I, I feel like if it wasn't for Steph Curry, I, I don't even think people would understand how crazy I am about shooting. You know, of course, Clay Thompson's a great shooter. Of course, Trey Young, Kevin Durant. Everybody's great. But I feel like if Steph Curry wasn't doing what he was doing, the the videos I post, people wouldn't realize how hard they are. And I feel like Steph Curry has taken the art of shooting to, to such a level where it's like, man, like, how, how do you even do this? So definitely shout out to my guy, Steph Curry, um, and, and continue to, to just break barriers, man, because what he's doing with that basketball, man, it's different. Yeah, he's a transcendent player. He's changed the way basketball is played. He's changed the way that he's exactly. thought about it. Not everybody can shoot. In fact, nobody can quite shoot like him, but everybody thinks exactly. that's now the way to play, which may, may not may or may not be a good thing. It puts it puts a lot of uh, you know work your way because everybody needs yeah. to improve their corner <laughs> shot because no, the way I, the, I the NBA I game is now. The, I definitely want the NBA to stay in this direction for a few more years. <laughs> <laughs> Make a few hours, bro. So you have used your, your Instagram, not just to show your shooting exploits or working with clients, but I, I love the messages you send and your stories daily talk about hard work and sacrifice and self-esteem and things that, you know, young followers of yours can absorb. Yeah, man. You know, I, I feel like if you have a big platform, it's your job to let people know the truth. You know what I mean? People might see my page, man, Lethal's so successful, man. I'm trying to be like Lethal. Yeah, you can be like me, but when you fail, keep your head high. When you fail, keep going. When you fail, um, understand that there is something else. You know what I mean? Um, um, don't allow social media to pull you down. You know, use social media to uplift others. Um, you know, listen to your parents. You know what I'm saying? Listen to whoever your caregiver is, stay away from drugs, stay away from alcohol. And I try to use my platform for that because a lot of people don't get that at home, Chris. So it's more like, I'm just trying to just use my platform to keep people educated on the real as well as far as the sport. So if I can continue to inspire people with shooting, maybe I can inspire somebody to not to turn down drugs or turn down alcohol or not continue to just hang out on the block and go after their goals. So that's why, I feel like God put me here. I feel like he put me here to not just help people with the art of shooting, but help people in life because I understand how, how tough life is because the route that I had to take. Absolutely, man. And as your brand grows and the number of followers grows, the platform even gets bigger. So when, when yeah. you look ahead, because as I said at the top, there is no blueprint for what you've done. Mm. There is no plan. There's no linear path to where you're going. And, and if you look forward, they're in neither. So where, where does this take you? Are, you? are you still hoisting jump shots when you're, I don't know, 60, 65, beyond that? And what, what else are you going to be, you know, using sort of this, this platform skill set with? Man, same thing, man. I, I just pray, you know, like you're saying, 60 years old, the way you're moving, the, the videos you sent me, <laughs> for you to be 60, for Mark to be the age he's at, if I'm moving like that, I'm good, bro. You know what I mean? I, I want to I want to do it as long as, you know, God says, you know what, keep, keep shooting that basketball. You know what I mean? Do I want to be uh, teaching the art of shooting at 60? Absolutely not. You know, I, I feel like at 60, I might want to be doing what you're doing, you know, uh, on TNT or something, or just may, maybe doing something different in my craft. But, you know, that's a long time from now, but I, I, I can see myself 
trying to take a turn in, in, in that area. And that's why, you know, I love watching people like you. I love watching, like you said, Doris Burke. I love watching Shaquille O'Neal and different people on TV because you guys don't get enough credit. That's a hard job. But, you know, watching you guys and watching Stephen A., I really can see myself doing that as well if I don't take that coaching job. Like, I, I really want to take that turn and, and just – I could talk all day about basketball. I could talk all day about life. So I definitely want to try to take that turn as well. Yeah, I think that there are no limits because if you take the lessons you've already applied to everything else in your life, just being tough and, and resilient and, and never quitting and using everything as an opportunity for growth, um, there's nowhere you can't go. And I think it's – I want to leave with this because um, you said that you, you hear your dad's voice, and I think that it, it must be pretty cool when you allow yourself to, to think about how he would view – what you become, man. It's, it's just an incredible, it's a, it's a long, long way from where you grew up and long, long way from not having a place to stay not that many years mm-hmm. ago to where you now are, mom. That's got, that's powerful stuff. Nah, absolutely, man. Like you said, brother, like this ain't for me. This is for everybody that sacrificed for me, especially my mom as well. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't know. I didn't grow up with my biological parents. So for me to be where I am today is just a testament that that God had a plan for me. And I'm not about to let him down. I'm not about to let my dad down. I'm not about to let my mom down. Because like you're saying, like this, this, this is for them. Every, every, every time I wake up and do something, it's everybody that believed in me. I'm doing this for them. I'm doing this for everybody that come from them tough situations that, that want to give up. I'm doing it for, for everybody that, you know, nothing was given to them. They had, they had to work, you know, work their asses off to get where they at. So, you know, I'm going to continue to do what I do, just like how you do what you do. You know, when I be watching you, you could tell you study your notes, you could tell you're diligent in your craft, but that don't just come by you just waking up, jumping on TV. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a lot of hard work that goes into it. And I'm willing to put the hard work, in, to put the hard work in to continue to show how great of a, a teacher I am, how great of a mentor I am. And just basically just to, you know, let my followers know I got their back. I really enjoyed getting to know Chris a little bit. And what impresses me is that he never forgets his D.C. roots. He gives back in so many ways, from mentoring kids at his clinics, working with companies to renovate courts and deliver backpacks, and even Thanksgiving turkeys to families. And he's just getting started. If you haven't already, check out his Instagram, at Lethal Shooter. He'll be blown away by his shooting demos, plus fun stuff with the players and celebs that he's coaching and plenty of reminders to stay locked in on whatever path you're forging. As always, I'm grateful to my co-executive producer, Jennifer Dempster, and to the team at Octagon for editing the podcast. I'll talk to you soon with more new episodes of season five, and please check out our many archived episodes 